but at least I'm kind of... Do you know what? Today, I think it's the first time in podcast history that I'm actually more with it than I have been before. Because... What does that mean? Well, basically, I'm more prepared. I'm not rushing... Really? Yeah, I'm not rushing... Well, I say prepared. I haven't got any notes. Fuck that. But, you know, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm more I'm mentally prepared because everything that I needed to do for the podcast, I did yesterday. So you actually before. give a shit today? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Wow. <laughs> Mark the date, folks. <laughs> oh, forgot my monster. Oh. Uh-oh. Stop talking about your penis, Mike. Was that on your note, Shane? No, that wasn't actually. Oh, there's a Skittle on my floor. Oh, I ate Skittles last night. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I did that. Apparently, well, I've not tried them, but in the UK you can buy Skittles milkshakes. A Skittles milkshake? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, See, I don't think... I don't think you can get Skittles that cold. They just turn to rocks. And then you can also buy Starburst milkshakes. What do you mean buy a milkshake? Buy Starburst milkshakes and Skittles milkshakes. Yeah, but when you get a milkshake, they make it for you. You can buy these in bottles. Oh. See, I love to eat Skittles and Sour Patch Kids watermelon with milk because I think it tastes way better. So I could totally see a milkshake coming from that. Yeah. It just I don't know about the the sour patch kids and milk. Well, sour patch kids watermelon and milk. Only, only the watermelon. I don't I don't regular. like regular sour patch kids, but the watermelon sour patch kids is like I don't know, orgasm in, in your It's like an angel came in my mouth. <laughs> Are we recording this? Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. It's like an angel came in. My- they should use that as a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from my buddy a long time ago because we, on our lunch break at work, we got jalapeno poppers. And he's like, this is the greatest thing I ever put in my mouth. It's like an angel came in my mouth. I never forgot it. <laughs> Nor should no. you. That's I am gassy, thing. though, too. Oh, cool. Tell me if you hear this. Wait. Did Holy you hear that? Shit. Yeah, oh. man. There you go. That sounded fucking wet. It was. <laughs> it sounded extremely wet. You might want to wipe your ass. Nah, you that's go for, I was say it's only going to happen in another five minutes anyway. I mean, it's going to oh, be like right. wiping a, a marker at that point. <laughs> oh, my God. You might want to go for shit then. Nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I like how you guys like stayed silent, too, for like you respect that. Yeah. Everyone's... Brace yourselves, everyone. Well, it's, it's part and parcel of the podcast, isn't it? You're either going to fart or you're going to belch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome. All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Oh my god. Do you smell it from over there? No. (laughs) No, I'm just looking up this guy. I'm looking up this guy's, um, uh... Uh, what do you call his filmography oh. uh, for this di- this director? And it's it's all shitty vampire and direct to video movies. 
and two Weebles films. What? They're like they're they're uh, like a kids band, I think. Like they're for like babies. <laughs> what director? Uh, Kevin Van Hook, because he makes so many shitty movies with Casper Van Dien. Oh God, they're really bad. But it's just so weird. It's like vampire movie, mummy movie, vampire movie, vampire movie, some type of uh, death row movie, and the Weebles. There's a lot of visual effects for movies. Yeah, Daredevil. Nice. All right. Mm. Let's get some of this shit going. Bum, bum, bum. All right, everybody, we're back. It is episode 39 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me, as they always do, Mr. Shane Smith and Mike Whittemore. Gentlemen, I take it you are all in the best of shape and ready to attack these films. Kinda. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the kind of enthusiasm I've been looking for. Good job, fellas. Um, that's what we always do. We're good at it. We told you that. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're going to be, uh, as we always do, go over uh, some horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, games, comics, uh, pretty much uh, anything else we end up bringing up. So uh, you can get a hold of um, the podcast by sending us an email to allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook group, the All You Need Is Blood Facebook group. And... um, yeah, you can also find us on the UHM Fans Group and various other uh, upcoming horrormovie.com related locations. So, what have we been up to since last time? It feels like forever because we did that double episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Shane, what have, you, uh, what have you got going on? Anything interesting lately? Um, let me see. What have I been doing? Um, last night, I binge-watched the entire season two of Stranger Things. <clears throat> you watched the whole thing in one sitting? Yep. Jesus! Wow, nine <laughs> hours. Impressive. Nine hours, which was why <laughs> I was awake until five o'clock this morning, um, and I've had like four hours sleep. And I've been tempted to like have a nap this afternoon, but I thought better of it. I thought no, I better stay focused and not fall asleep. Well, try not to anyway. So if I do fall asleep and I start snoring, you know what's you know why. But um, yeah, I I watched that last night. I um and this is Mike's fault. I pre-ordered the limited edition <laughs> HMV exclusive of the vinyl picture disc of the It soundtrack. Ooh, yeah. Um, and I'm not 100 percent sure if it's double picture disc or if it's a single one, but it was 23.99, which was fucking cheap. That's awesome. And, yeah, and um. It looks beautiful. It really does. Um, I also ordered a mug from um, some um, satanic, like, occult shop. Um, I don't know if you've seen the memes on Facebook for it, but it's Lucifer. And it's a picture of a cat with an inverted cross on his forehead. (laughs) No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, I, I fucking loved it. And that fucker cost me thirty quid. Holy shit for a mug! Yeah, to get it sent from America because it came from New Orleans. 
Wow. And it was my friend Kath's fault. So, Kath, I'm giving you a shout-out, you bitch. You fucking made me spend money I didn't want to. <laughs> <Bitch>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry about any it. responsibility for these <laughs> Fuck no. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I ordered that, and it turned up. I ordered, right, it's really funny, because um, I ordered that on Monday of this week, and it turned up yesterday. And... I was quite impressed. Also, my Trick or Treat vinyl picture disc set came through, um, which is a thing of beauty. And that's, it is just beautiful. It really is. Um, it was worth spending 40 quid on that. Um, I also discovered that HMV UK are selling Waxwork Records vinyls, the picture discs. Oh, Waxworks. Yeah. Okay. So where they haven't got the Trick or Treat one, but they've got the Salem's Lot vinyl, um, and it's they're charging forty six ninety nine for it. So I'm going to have to work out my finances and see which variation they have. Um, mm-hmm. So I might end up buying it. Also, I picked up the John John Carpenter anthology. CD. Oh, that came out. Yeah, it came out um, on the 20th. And I'm a bit pissed off with it, actually, because the Trent Reznor reworking of the Halloween theme is not on there. Wow. Um, yeah, it's all the um, it's all of the reworked themes that he did with his son and his collaborator. And no Trent Reznor remix in sight, which I'm a bit pissed off about. Because the version of the Halloween theme on the album is only two and a half minutes long. So weird. I can't believe he, they didn't. I mean, then what was the Trent Reznor one for? It just he just made it. I think it was a download only. I think it was digital download only. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Other than that, I have I watched the movies I was meant to see for the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't bought any DVDs. I've not played any games. I've not read anything apart from stuff on the internet because everything <laughs> on the internet is true. Um, yep. <laughs> and, well, that's a fact. That I read that on the internet. Yeah, that's a fact. Of course it is. Yeah. And um, my cat, Ziggy, has decided to abandon me this evening and is taking up a new hiding spot in the kitchen on the counter by his food. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just, he's just been quite vocal the past few days. So it's kind of like, um, he's just going off on one and I'm like, shut the fuck up, cat. Just shut the fuck up. Ziggy, shut up. And he's just like, nah, fuck you. Meow. And all that kind of shit. So yeah. Um, not only that, I mean, visiting my brother as well. Um, and just, oh. T-shirts. I got my glow in the dark it shirts through. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I've just ordered a Stranger Things T-shirt that comes with a mug. So more mugs. Yes. You're a mug kind of guy. I am a mug. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, Well, I collect mugs. Oddly enough. that is that is odd yeah that's just they have to be have certain designs on them but yeah i do collect mugs 
So how about you, Mike? Uh, have you been getting into anything interesting lately? <clears throat> um, same old stuff. Uh, last year, or uh, wow, last night my buddy and I dressed up as uh, Carl and Russell from Up, the Disney Pixar movie. We went to a costume party at a bar, which we go to every year. And uh, put a lot of work into it. And, like, uh, they have a contest. So if you win, if you come in first place, you win $1,000 or a trip to Mexico. So we can't. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a serious contest. And, you know, the bar is kind of corrupt. So in order to get nominated, sometimes you have to know people. And uh, <laughs> last year, my buddy dressed as Darkwing Duck, and he got nominated. And uh, he just got nominated and he got eliminated. Like, he was in, like, 10th place. But this year, uh, it was the first time we both got nominated, and we got fifth place, and we won a $100 gift card for the bar, which we're going to spend next year on booze at the bar. Because we don't go there regardless, because it's kind of like a douchebag bar. So, <laughs> um, douchebag. Other than that, I've still been playing Shadow War, Middle Earth, and it's fantastic. Yep. I'm about halfway through the game, and I've put in 30 hours. Not spent one cent on microtransactions because you don't need to because it's a great game regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's killing me that I'm not playing Super Mario Odyssey because I hear it's fantastic. Um, oh, I didn't even know that was out. I'm like so. Oh my god! So it, it. it came out last like Friday. It's getting fantastic reviews. It's, I still I got um, Wolfenstein two win. I have South Park Fractured Butthole. I didn't even try yet. I'm just like, I I was like what Jesus. the fuck's going on? Um, other than that, uh, one of my favorite bands, Bloodbath, announced on Facebook that they're doing a seven-inch limited edition uh, vinyl split with a band called Autopsy, and it's called Autopsy versus Bloodbath, and it has cool. two songs on it. The first song is by Autopsy, and it's a song called Fuck You, and it's a Bloodbath cover, but it's not the same Bloodbath who's on the split. It's a thrash metal band in the 80s called Bloodbath. And then side B is Bloodbath covering a song called Bloodbath by a band called Cancer. See, I know Cancer. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I guess they yeah. did a, a song called Bloodbath, and that's who they're covering. So. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So, how, much, how, much, how much what? is that setting you back? Uh, it was like 20 bucks. And I think it's coming. Uh, I think it's overseas. So it might be cheaper for you because I think it was like $10 in shipping for me. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm getting that in. My uh, limited to 200 European import of Cannibal Corpse's new albums coming. It just shipped. So I'm excited for that. Um, other than that, what the hell else I've been doing? Watching movies, doing my 365 yeah. Days of Horror. I got through um, a lot of franchises this month. I did Amityville. I did the Saw movies. I'm doing all the Frankenstein films right now. I did the Omens, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Uh, did you catch the new Saw, Mike? No, not yet. I was going to go see it, but I got lazy, and I was like, fuck it. But um, I hear it's all right. I, I actually enjoy the Saw movies, oddly mm-hmm. enough. I think the continuity is pretty, pretty fun in them. <laughs> Every movie's like, oh, by the way, this happened that we didn't show you yet. <laughs> I just think it's kind of fun. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna see it eventually. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to, really. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that new movie is another Saw movie. Yeah, like it's <laughs> the the reviews are like, yeah, it's a it's Saw movie. Saw. If you like Saw, 
See, I just saw the trailer yeah. for that. I, you know, I've seen the trailer for it numerous times, and to me, it just looks shit. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not big on the Saw movies. I like like three of them. I yeah, like first the first three. One. So no, I like no. Well, the third one's annoying. I love the first two, and I like five. I think. <laughs> Thanks. Which I, whichever one is the healthcare one, that one's interesting. See, I love. It, it has- I love the first one. I, mm. I still say the first one. I've seen all of them, and the first one is the best one out of the lot, in my opinion. I'm surprised you've seen all of them, Shane. Well, usually, usually you're one of those. When we mention a franchise, you're like, "There's three of those." Or yeah. Those? See, it's just over over time. I mean, you got to bear in mind it was what ten years ago when Saw came out, and I yeah, can remember. About that. Yeah, I can remember watching it for the first time, and I was just like. This film was amazing. The story, everything about it, you know, the story, the gore, like the acting in it, if you can call it acting. Um, you know, I just thought it was such a unique film for its time. It was The story was fresh. Yeah. And then when the sequel came out, I was like, oh, okay, I'll give this a watch. And the second one was okay at best. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it got to the third one. And the third one, the only thing I can say about the third one is it made a friend of mine who is covered in tattoos and has lots of piercings vomit. Oh, nice. that uh, the uh, <laughs> the head surgery scene? Uh, no, the guy at the beginning who's got the chains in his ankles and in his jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was uh, pretty yeah, rough. Yeah, when he watched that, he kind of <clears throat> he ran out of the room and vomited quite spectacularly. <laughs> Actually, that um, I think Saw 4... Was it? It actually made me wince, and that doesn't happen often in movies like ever for me. I don't really get scared. I don't wince. But was was four the one with all the terrible traps? I don't remember to be honest with oh. you. That's all like one long movie. Yeah, but, right. Uh, if you if you if you marathon them, they all turn yeah. into the same fuck. I, I can never remember which one is which because they all have you know after after two they all have ridiculous plots yeah. that are really stupid, and it's half of its flashbacks. And um, I don't know. Well, this one scene had uh, I'm not going to say which character in case someone's going to watch him, but um, he's like in this room and the walls are closing in on him and like he puts yeah. his arms out to hold it and you just see his forearm just break and it just comes yeah. out of his yeah. skin and I'm like, oh, God, because I hate. Yeah, that is. I, I, I'm, I'm the biggest advocate for people dying in movies, but like if I actually see like a real life bone break. I am like <laughs> nauseous, <clears throat> and that looked. I love the practical effects in the Saw films, and that yeah, you know that, that like, is, they, they don't get enough credit no. for that. They they do they do fantastic and work with their especially effects. the uh, head surgery oh. scene in the oh. third one, and then the opening yeah. scene in the fourth one where they have uh, Jigsaw's body, and they're, yeah. the corners are working on it. That is like a practical effects wet dream. It is beautiful looking. Mm-hmm. That cat. I oh, know. Yeah, Ziggy agrees. Ziggy yeah. has something to say about Saw films. What do you say yeah. about the Saw film, Ziggy? I don't know. Meh. He's never seen them, I don't think. He's never watched them with me. <laughs> Have you? Hey. What a dick. Don't call, my dad cool? a, don't call my cat a dick. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to do that. Damn it. Oh, okay. Not your buddy, friend. <laughs> Not your buddy, guy. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? Well, let's see here. Um, uh, other than watching 
you know, horror movies all month. Um, I've been playing Cuphead. I beat it twice. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, so I'm trying to go through again with Elisa, but we just don't have a lot of time to sit down and yeah. play the game. But, yeah, like you, I've, I've been wanting to get to South Park and fucking... I mean, Wolfenstein would be great, but I could put that in the back burner for a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this, I and I completely didn't even know Mario was out, so I'm like, fuck, not gonna. Get What's that. I'm just gonna tell you right now about Mario. Like, I, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Reddit that Nintendo like anticipated people trying to get in areas they're not supposed to. Like, they're trying to like mm-hmm. break the game, but instead of like sure. breaking the game, like this one person went to like this really top area, and it took him like 20 or 30 minutes to get to it because you're not supposed to get to it. But when he got to it, there was like a mountain of coins there. So, like, Nintendo's rewarding people trying to get to these, like, super secret areas. And it's just, oh, they're doing everything so right. It's awesome. They're killing it. Nintendo knows what they're doing. It's almost like they've been in the game business. Yeah, they're going against themselves with Game of the Year. It's breath. It's going to be like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Yeah, if it's it's half as good as Breath of the Wild, then fucking I'm all over it, man. I'm all over it. But, yeah, other than that, I've been watching... Actually, I watched the latest season season of uh, BoJack Horseman, um, and I don't know if anyone's watched that show oh, before, fantastic. but like, it is. I loved the. I think this is the fourth season. It is um, the first. I loved the first three seasons. They were amazing. They're the dark satirical comedy. Like it's you know, it's awful things happen, but you like it. There's funny the entire time. This season is the darkest shit I think I've ever <laughs> seen in any TV show. Like just depressing, like, and and there's not they they sort of back down on the wacky goofiness that goes on, so it's not as comical and it's just more depressing. And like I've never seen a cartoon so depressing in my life. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fucking it's a crazy crazy season on that show. I still enjoyed it, but I ended up wanting to like cry in the shower after I finished it. <laughs> so but that was good. I'm looking forward to watching Stranger Things this week. Um. Hope we can get onto that. Start it tomorrow. I'm thinking. Oh shit! I'm not gonna be able to do that. I'm gonna be gone. God damn it! All right, so maybe I won't be getting to that, but I'll get to it eventually. So uh, other than that, you know, just watch movies and uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, I did watch this morning, which was absolutely fucking hysterical. the The new uh, Red Letter Media uh, Red Letter Media Best of the Worst <laughs> yeah. episode. Did you watch that? Yeah, one I did. I watched like I think I got to hack a lantern, and then because they're so long. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I did the same thing. I took a little break and then came back to it after you know in between movies. You have to watch the end. They get so <laughs> shit faced. Do they really? They're cl- yes, it is amazing when they're talking about like the last movie, Kathy's Curse, and they're like there's clanging bottles all over the place. They're just tanked, <laughs> absolutely tanked. Pretty funny, pretty funny stuff. So. Yeah, go check out that. If people don't watch uh, Red Letter Media and Best of the Worst, you should. It is hysterical. So, let's get on to our topic for today. Shane has been pushing vampires for uh, quite a while, so we decided to finally let him have another episode at it. And uh, we're going to do an, you know another vampire segment. And uh, Shane was so excited, he originally picked the movie that he chose for the first show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's called Being Old. <laughs> You're like I like this movie, I'll choose this one. I'm like, didn't we yeah. do that already? But yeah. um, but yeah. So we each got a couple movies. Shane, you want to start us off on one of yours? Yeah, I'm gonna. The first movie I'm gonna go for is um, Ram. Actually, 
1986 classic with Grace Jones and and Robert Russler, if anybody remembers him from Sometimes They Come Back and um, oh shit, what was the other one? Uh, um, do you know what? I can't remember. Um, he was wasn't he in Weird Science too? That's it. Yes, but that that wasn't the actual film I was thinking of. But yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, but oh, fuck off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Ramp is one of those cheesy classic movies that I absolutely love um, from the 80s. I remember seeing it when I was about 12 or 13 years old. And absolutely, at the time, I was completely and utterly besotted by Grace Jones. And, mm. you know, I mean, the woman is, she's 69 years old. And she's about as lewd, as lewd and crude as you can get them. She's also famed for punching people out live on TV, which she has done a couple of times and I've bore witness to it. And it is pretty funny. Um, but she was also in- like, act- like actually punching people. Actually, actually punching people. There's a, there is <laughs> video footage of her in the 1980s being interviewed by a guy called Russell Harty. He was a British TV presenter. And he said Ooh. something quite uncouth to her. And basically she slapped him and punched him in the side of the head for what he said. It's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and she proper went for it. So that was amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, Grace Jones, just like for me, she, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't speak in the film, but she just looks stunning throughout. She really does. Um, but yeah, basically Vamp is about a couple of guys, um, at college campus. They're trying to like get into this house and in order to get into the house, they have to provide sort of like certain party favors. So they get together with this Chinese guy and you know, he's quite funny in itself, but they get together with him and they go, um, driving out into the city, um, to go and get a stripper for um for this uh night out for these students and basically they find this club called the after dark club or they find an advert in the paper and they get there and it's everywhere everywhere they go it's kind of really desolate so deadly quiet it's like no one no one's alive kind of thing and they get they get to this club and um one of the guys decides to or they um get into this club and they watch a couple of the strip acts and then you've got uh, Grace Jones comes on and then Robert Russell's character decides to go and meet with her to try and get her to come back to the campus and do a strip strip show for the guys. What he doesn't realise is, spoiler alert, she's a vampire and basically rips his throat out and, and then the rest of the film is spent with... Um, the, one of the lead guys trying to run away and get out of this town from all of the uh, vampires and stuff. And he meets an old um, flame who happens to be working at the After Dark Club as a wait- yeah. waitress stroke stripper. And um, lots of hilarity ensues throughout the rest of the movie. It is, it is essentially a black comedy. <clears throat> and... Uh, to me, it's one of those comedy gems that I can watch quite happily um, over again. And this it was actually one of the movies that I picked up on Blu-ray quite recently. So, 
Yeah, yeah, this one's a funny one. Yeah. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it up until actually, um, Arrow uh, when Arrow first released their Blu-ray of this, uh, I picked it up. Yeah, and I thought it was fucking hysterical. It, it really reminded you of like you know those um, the '80s buddy comedies, like like sort of like Weird Science yeah. or something, where you know you've got the two guys that get in over their heads, and now they've got to try to to get out of this ridiculous uh, circumstance they're in. And they got to rescue the girl and all that. It just ha- it just so happens to be uh, that it, this is vampires, mm. um, and it, it, it's pretty good. Like the scenes where they're stuck down in the uh, in the sewer and stuff. Yeah, um, all that's all that's real good stuff. Um, it, it's sort of a comedy classic, and I feel like, but it slipped by. I don't know. I I didn't really hear much about it up up until like later in life. Right. So uh, I don't know if this one flew under the radar for me. You ever seen this one, Mike? Uh, yeah, a long time. Oh. A few years ago, I don't remember it at mm-hmm. all, but I remember enjoying it. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll definitely revisit it soon. Yeah, I, this one's absolutely worth checking out if you haven't seen, uh, seen Vamp. And like you said, Shane Grace Jones is like, she has the most ridiculous getup in this. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, it um, is the, um, the body paint and the steel, um, combo. Her steel, her steel bra. Yeah, and the steel underwear. Um, yep. That kind of that was attention grabbing, definitely. But it was like every outfit she had in that was it was attention grabbing. You know, it, it was amazing because what she was wearing and stuff. And I mean, this film is just so nineteen eighties; it's ridiculous. But it, oh, yeah. at the same time, it's like you say, it is a buddy comedy. It is a comedy, but it just happens to have vampires in it, and, and because of the use of practical effects as well, which is great. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah when she turns when she turns like full vampire yeah. and she's got all these prosthetics on and everything it's fucking cool it's yeah like, and even later on in the film when she's like bald and she's got the girl and she's holding her by the um by fang should we say you know her fangs are barely touching her neck and he gets the crossbow and he shoots her and she just slaps it out and then she's like yeah fuck you you know I can take this <laughs> and uh, then she gets toasted, but it's the bit after she's been toasted, and then you just see the hand cut or the skeletal hand come up, and she just gives them the finger. I thought yeah. that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it really was. But I love this movie. It's it is a classic in my eyes. It is I just find it really really funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch this again because it's like uh, like Mike. It's been a little while since I've seen it, mm-hmm. and I, I've only watched it the one time. But you know. For me, it was enough to stand out and be like, "Oh, that's all. That's hilarious shit. I can't believe I haven't seen this before." Yeah. See, because I I picked up the Arrow Blu-ray. I think I mentioned it a few weeks back on one of the podcasts. But mm-hmm. HMV, they've got like um, a sale on with a lot of the Arrow movies, and I picked up a few because I got Demons, Demons Two, Vamp, Life Force, and Donnie Darko. So uh, that was I was quite pleased. Because I have a Region 1 disc that you sent me, Ryan, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't watch it. So, <laughs> oh, shit. yeah. <clears throat> well, it's not, a, it's basically my DVD player it doesn't work anymore. So I've got to get a new one. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's very difficult trying to find Region 1 DVD players in the UK at the moment without having to pay an arm yeah. and a leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Multi region players in the US over here are super expensive, mm. too. Especially if you want a, if you want a decent one, like you could buy shitty ones. I I had a real garbage one that I picked up from Best Buy a while ago. Yeah. 
Um, but that that was a pile of shit. Um, the uh, the the actual quality ones that will play and even have like auto switching, like <clears throat> to switch regions automatically. Those are fucking expensive. Yeah. But you can also use your you laptop can't... though, right, Shane? Yeah, you, you can. can. You can, but um, the only problem with a laptop is that if you put a if you put in a region one disc in, you can only play a region one disc six times. What? Yeah. There. Well, no. There's. It doesn't. They, they don't let you swap your region no. more than six times, no. so you could go back and forth. But there are. There's ways around that. Yeah, thing. there is. Yeah. Um. But I just. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't have it on this. I'm actually. It's on my. Uh, on my other computer. I have a program that allows you to swap regions infinite times. Right. Okay. I've never had a problem with that. Okay. It doesn't give you a message saying you can only swap. You know, so many times. Never. I've never had a problem with that. I use, uh, I'll forget which, I use Cyberlink for my uh, Blu-ray mm-hmm. player, and it's never, I just pop in an Arrow movie and there it goes. Hmm. Right. Well, you know what though, a lot of, a lot of Arrows are multi-region. Yeah, but yeah. even the ones that I have, region I free. I have Day of the Dead or something, that's from, and I've watched that multiple times, it's never, I don't know. <clears throat> At I'm going to have to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have a look um, fairly soon to try and get a new multi-regional player. It's just the case of I've got a few other priorities first, so once I can get those done. Yeah, you, have, you have too many movie vinyls you have to buy. I don't know what you mean. I don't know vinyl. what you're talking about. <laughs> Multi- vinyl. The, the vinyl is the plural version yeah. of yeah. vinyl. Yeah. Oh, so you have multiple vinyl there you to go. buy? Yep. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> You've been schooled, bitch. <laughs> Multiple vinyl. Yeah. Let me adjust but, my glasses now. Yeah, I mean... It's, <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. I mean, you say that, though. You talk about the multiple vinyl that I've bought recently. I've not actually bought that much. Um, so, I mean, I've done all right. Because, to me, I mean, vinyl, obviously, we're in the 2000s. I grew up in the 80s where vinyl was fucking cheap. So, for me, to buy vinyl these days is a treat. You know, I've just, I mean, in the last couple of months alone, I've spent £60 on two pieces of vinyl. And the most expensive one was the Trick R Treat vinyl. So it's, and I, I just ordered the It vinyl Friday, and I've just pre-ordered the new Nine Inch Nails vinyl. So, um, and <laughs> oddly enough, it's cheaper in HMV than it is on the actual Nine Inch Nails website. Go figure. Hmm. Yeah, it's like five pounds difference. So, uh, yeah, but um, I gotta get that cash somehow. Yeah, prostituting myself just doesn't seem to work anymore. <laughs> that wells run dry. Yeah, it's a bit barren these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, Mike, you had a couple interesting choices for your vampire picks this time. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you okay? Oh, I don't know. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I picked uh, one of them. I picked was uh, Shadow of the Vampire, which I think yes. is yeah. a criminally underrated movie. Um, if you've never heard of the movie or seen the movie, it's about it's like a biography, but not about the filming of uh, Nosferatu, which came out in 1922. And I don't know the huge full story behind it, but for the longest time, people actually thought um, Count Orlock. And Nosferatu was an actual vampire in real life. 
So yeah, Max. Yeah. Jack. So they. So they. They're like, oh, fuck it, let's make a movie about that. So, <laughs> so Willem Dafoe is Max Shrek slash Count Orlock, and you have John Malkovich is um, F. W. Murnau, the director. Carrie Elway's in it. Uh, Eddie Izzard. It's it's got a really good cast. Udo Kier's in it. Um, and it's basically just like the story of how they film Nosferatu and how Willem Dafoe like how they're trying to like act around him and all these actual actors are on set and Willem Dafoe is just like this four or five hundred year old vampire acting as well because <laughs> John Malkovich keeps promising him things and it's it's yeah. it's insanely underrated because there's great practical effects there's great acting and the the set pieces are really well done and it's it's such a fun fun movie um yeah because it's just you know they take like an old myth and they make it into a film and it's just brilliantly done. There's not much more I could say about it. Cause it's basically the, the filming of Nosferatu. That's, that's the whole thing. So yeah, it, it is fucking hysterical. Oh yeah. There are some quality scenes in that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a really good black comedy really yeah. is. But Willem Dafoe is just out of this world. And he's, he's a fucking he has, revelation in that. He oh Yeah. He's so good in it, and yeah, I, uh, he's there's a lot of scenes where he's just like acting. It just goes, he knocks it out of the park. It's just fantastic. It makes you think maybe Willem Dafoe is actually a vampire. Yeah, yeah. he totally submerged himself into being uh, Count Orlock and Max Shrek, and it's just like uh, it's they did it really well. <laughs> See, the cool thing is about Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's a brilliant method actor. Oh yeah, and. He he does it so fucking well. It's just I just love the scene where they were all sitting around the campfire drinking a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and he's just sitting there just taking swigs and passing it on. They're discussing the merits and flaws of whatever it is, yeah. and it's just hilarious. And some of the anecdotes that he comes out with are brilliant. They really are. Yeah, and it's like you said. It's it's how they they also how they um. Linked it to the original movie as well. So mm. while they're filming Nosferatu, mm. you see F.W. Murnau. Well, I'm just going to call him John Malkovich. John Malkovich mm. is like, okay, he, you know, he's narrating it because they didn't have sound. So he's like, oh, he, uh, he cuts his finger and you see blood. And then, but he actually scares Eddie Izzard and he actually cuts his finger. And Willem yeah. Dafoe is like staring at this blood like he really wants. <laughs> and then he attacks him. It's just it's yeah. so cool. It's like they're mimicking. Nosferatu, it, it, and they make it a new film. It's it's brilliant. I love it. It's, yeah, the, uh, the the locations on this too, or something else. Because if if you watch Nosferatu, like I've seen that a bunch of times, and then you watch this movie, like it looks like this is where they were filming. Oh yeah, you know everything. Everything. It's all obviously this movie's all in color and you know stylized and, and lit and everything. But um, you know it it fucking it feels like uh. Like they, that's where they were. Like that's where they were. They were on on location. They do it. Did a really good job um, picking the sites for this. Oh one. yeah, and it makes you feel like you're there because uh, they even show uh, like little snippets from the original Nosferatu in the movie. So it looks like it's all seamless, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a great one. It, and it's a completely underrated vampire movie. Nobody ever brings this up. That's why when you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a great <laughs> idea. Hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to go into one of mine that I chose. And I, I decided to go 
a little bit different. So the the first movie I picked was Subspecies from 1991. Ooh, that's a good one. And uh, so this is a this is a full moon movie. Um, I think, or maybe it was maybe it was before full moon. No, this is full. Is moon. it full moon? Um, I'm ninety percent sure it's full moon. If not, Charles Band definitely produced it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, if it's not under the full moon moniker, full moon sells this stuff. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so uh, Subspecies is a low-budget vampire movie. I think it was actually filmed in Romania or something, or close to Transylvania, uh, which is pretty funny. And because, um, again, the sets here look, I mean, some of them anyway, look really great. Some of them look like they were filmed in a barn, but when they go to the towns and stuff, it just looks fucking awesome. Um, but it's about a, uh, a vampire named Radu who um, returns, to, returns to his hometown and... Uh, kills his father who's played by angus scrim which is awesome and uh to in order to steal the bloodstone which is this like sacred blood thing that he's like sucking on like a teat all movie and um in part of the movie uh he uh he cuts off his fingers and his fingers turn into these little minions which i guess are the subspecies that they talk about in the movie and uh, these little minions help him throughout the film, doing all kinds of things. And this weird stop-motion animation—they sort of look like the the demons from um, the Gate, the the '80s movie, because it's all just stop-motion demons running around doing antics. And um, yeah, so then uh, Radu um, is now harassing the townspeople, and people are disappearing and being killed. And um, he lures his brother, I think, back. And now him and his brother are fighting over the bloodstone, and um, and there's a bunch of uh, I, I don't even know, like scientists or something that are studying the countryside and whatnot. So um, so they're picking they pick those off one by one as they go through as well. And it's a pretty interesting movie. It, they made like shit, I think like four of them after the after the first one, and it's real low budget. But I think the Radu costume is fucking awesome. He's got these like super long fingers; they're like a foot long each. And he's always, like, waving around as he sort of skulks through the castles and stuff. Uh, it ends up just looking real cool. And, uh, I don't know, I kind of like this movie. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, interested in a low-budget movie, then this is the way to go. Like, if you don't care that it's made for, like, $3 and sometimes looks like shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Yeah, then this is this is one worth checking out. Uh, you, you ever seen this one, Shane? Um, years ago, many years ago, um, I remember not being overly um, <clears throat> enamoured by it at all. To be quite honest with you, I think it was the whole. Yeah, I think it was the whole business of it looking really cheap. And yes, I, yes, it I, does. It, it looks like a full moon movie if you yeah. really watch full moon movies. <laughs> and I think another thing was I didn't rate the uh, vampire character too much either. So it was, he just looked pretty, I don't know, he just looked really cheesy, and it was just... Oh, see, I thought he looked fucking cool. Yeah. That's like my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Yes, especially his fingers, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what, when I found out, which is interesting too, he was, <laughs> Radu is named after the real-life brother of uh, Vlad the Impaler, who is, you know, obviously the template for, uh, for Dracula. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler's brother was known as Radu the Handsome. Uh, okay. Like, think, think of how shitty that must have been growing up. <laughs> your brother's Radu the Handsome, and you're Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> <coughs> uh, 
That's just rather be good. Vlad. So, um, yeah, right. <clears throat> the Impaler is much Fuck more yeah. metal. You've seen this one, Mike? Um, Subspecies? The only thing I remember is the awesome Radu costume. I've seen it, and I think I've seen like two of the sequels, but the only thing I remember is how awesome Radu looked. Yeah, I don't remember the sequels at all. I'm probably going to go through and try watching them just to, uh, to yeah. you know, get a better idea of what's going on. But yeah, the plot in this one is pretty nonsense. Like, it doesn't even matter. You're just looking for some of the cool shit that's happening and the visuals that are in it. Um, what's also interesting is the guy that directed this, uh, Ted Nicolau, Ted uh, he also directed Terror Vision, which is fucking awesome, too. Oh, wow. So, that's pretty good. But yeah, subspecies... Um, I like it. Uh, I don't think it is, you know, it's not the best vampire movie in the world, but if uh, if you want to check out some low-budget cheesy schlock, then uh, yeah, definitely watch this one. If you watch full moon movies, this is one of the better full moon movies <laughs> in terms of quality and everything else. So, yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Um, what, do you, what do you get for your second movie there, Shane? I have From Dusk Till Dawn. Ooh. Um, Classic. Yes, it is a classic. I've always loved this film because I just loved um, the storyline. And because obviously the first time I saw it, I just thought, right, it's a collaboration with Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino. And I just thought it was going to be a typical Tarantino road movie because obviously when it came out, when this came out 21 years ago, it was just like, I thought, right, okay, it's just a Tarantino movie. It's going to be awesome. And what a surprise I had when we got halfway through, but we'll go into that in a bit. But yeah, basically, um, from dusk till dawn, it's um, Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney playing um, Richie and Seth Gecko. And uh, basically, Richie has um, broken Seth out of jail, where he was serving multiple life sentences for armed robbery. And... Uh, they plan to escape to Mexico because over the opening credits, you see them doing this, you know, going in uh, Willie's world of liquor and holding a few people hostage. And then good old Earl McGraw um, gets shot in the head by Richie because he's convinced that <laughs> the, uh, the shop owner has said, help us uh, when he actually hasn't. And that scene alone is just comedy in itself. It is pretty funny. But um, they escape, and they've got a um, they've got a fucking um, captor, or they've captured someone who's in the back of the in the trunk of the car, and uh, they um, end up at this hotel where Harvey Keitel and um, Juliette Lewis are there um, with their little brother Ernest Liu, I think his name is. Um, they're all there, so. Um, they're basically they're on vacation and they've got this big fucking Humvee um, that they're driving, they're planning on going somewhere. And um, there's obviously all these little intricate stories and all these little backstories going on with certain characters. But Seth and Richie kidnap the family and get them to take them to New Me- uh, to Mexico because they Richie and Seth have a rendezvous at a venue called the Titty Twister. And, um, <laughs> you know, they eventually get there. And then you've got Cheech Marine, fucking legend that he is, playing multiple characters in the movie. And, uh, you know, they get there and there's like, Rich, oh, is it? Richie has a uh, has a lap dance from Santanico Pandemonium, um, who, let's face it, is fucking hot. Um, 
and then uh, basically it all goes a bit tits up when um, the bar barkeep and everybody else in the in the bar uh, turn into vampires, which was completely unexpected because I can remember sitting there watching this movie thinking, what the actual fuck is going on? Oh my shit, they're all yeah, vampires. Right. You know, and I just can't fucking believe it. But um, it's the film itself, it's just, it's a fucking classic, you know. I mean, it's 21 years old. And, you know, it's just, it's funny. I mean, it's got Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero in it as well. You know, acting. Um, yeah, yeah, acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use the term loosely. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tom Savini is sex machine. He's just one of those fucking old sex machine. Yeah, he's just fucking. He's a <laughs> fucking legendary character in that film. I think. And I love. I, I do love that he's listed as sex machine. Yeah, like that's the name know, of his right? character. <laughs> so, and what I thought was really fucking cool about this is just that some of his speaking parts. It's like, "Hi, what's your name? I'm Kate. Hi, I'm Sex Machine. Okay, nice to meet you." And then, <laughs> yeah. it's just fucking awesome it really is but it's like again this is a film with like very minimal digital effects and practical effects throughout which is great and it's just fucking it's just such a fucking good film it's funny it's got it's got some great comedy moments in it as well i mean when kate is at the bar and they're staking all the guys on the floor who could well be vampires and she's standing there. She's looking at this guy laying on the floor. She she's like raised the stake above her head, and she just raised, lowers it down again. She's like, as if to say, I don't know, are you a vampire? You know. You yeah, don't but, look like- but meanwhile, every everyone else in the bar is like all the other characters are stabbing like, <laughs> yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah, and she's just <laughs> sitting there. She's like, oh, really? Are you a vampire? I don't know. And then he opens his eyes. Just like, oh fuck yeah, shit. There we go. And stabs him multiple times in the chest, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. And it creased me up so much um but it's like let's face it i mean i think one of the best scenes in the entire film is the showdown towards the end and then like oh when they're all trapped and they're trapped in the back yeah and then you've got the showdown and i start fucking throwing condoms filled with holy water at <laughs> vampires and fucking the makeshift crossbow and the um Harvey Keitel's fantastic use of um, a shotgun using Fred Williams' torso. Um, (laughs) You know, it's fucking, you know, all of that kind of shit. It's just classic. It's really funny. And it's just that when he pulls the shotgun out and he raises it and Fred Williamson's eyes just open and he just melts in front of him. I thought that was fucking classic. But, you know, it's just the... uh, is I love it. I, I mean, this is a film. When this came out, I actually saw this seven times in, in, I think it was, what, four weeks at the cinema? Wow. I loved it that much. I really enjoyed it that much. And it's like every time I saw it, I kept seeing new stuff in there as well. So it was great. And, you know, I, I will freely admit I was pretty obsessed with this movie for quite a while when I was younger. So um, not so much now because I've kind of grown up a bit, you know, and, well, I say grown up, I've gotten older and a bit wiser. <laughs> but, you know, I was just, I just fucking love this movie. I just think it's great. So, and it was... Yeah, I fucking, I love this one. If you just go down the list of the cast, it yeah. is, I don't even know how they gathered all these people. It's like George Clooney, 
Tarantino, Harvey Keitel, Juliette Lewis, yeah. Selma Hayek, Cheech Marin, Danny Trejo, yeah. Tom Savini, Fred Williamson, fucking even John Saxon's in it. Like I know, oh, right? Fucking cam- this is like this is one of the all time greatest casts. Yeah, it's just it's fucking, fucking awesome. Cameo central, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Danny- directed by Robert Rodriguez yeah. and fucking written written by Quentin Tarantino. That's what that's what makes the movie so much yeah. fun and funny because t- it's done in Tarantino's voice. Yeah, and I'll tell you what's really what else is really cool as well about this film is is like you see all the cast then and what they're doing now. I mean, with the exception of George Clooney marrying some model and being like um, a human rights activist, you know, you've got oh, and selling coffee. Um, you know, you, everybody else, selling coffee. Yeah, he does all these fucking adverts for coffee on UK TV at the moment. It's like, what the actual fuck? Oh, you know what? I I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Now I'm, I'm now I'm remembering. Yeah. So it's um, I mean, it's it's just like you look at Danny Trejo, right? Danny Trejo, right? I can't believe that guy is 72 years old. Oh yeah. I can't fucking believe it. This it can't be right. I, it can't be right. I just, I just watched him in another movie, uh, that a terrible movie called Slayer with uh, Casper Van Dien. He was in it. God. <laughs> See, because he was also in Predators as well. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. So, so uh, yeah, no this this movie fucking from Dust Till Dawn is an absolute classic. Fucking right it um, is. And, and I and I love that like they use the, Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez use shit that they have in like all their other movies. Like there's there's like you know the red apple cigarettes are in it yeah. and all the Tarantinos and um, even like you said uh, Earl McGraw yeah who who dies in this strangely so I guess that means all of his scenes in like Pre- uh, yeah, Kill Bill yeah. and uh, and fucking the Grindhouse movies I guess all those are before this yeah <laughs> see that does make me think I mean because I mean at one point I remember seeing this and then seeing the character of Earl McGraw I was like hang on does he have a twin brother is he a doppelganger yeah right. is he a clone. <laughs> Are we going to get, like, I mean, you think about all the Rod- Rodriguez films. I mean, fucking old machete in space. Hello, if it ever happens. Yeah, right. You know, so cloning technology is available. So therefore, El McGraw could possibly be in, like, he could be a clone. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, oh, I just love it. I just love this movie. I really yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking Cheech Marin is hilarious yes. in this too when he's when he's doing his his pitches yeah. for the fucking titty twister yeah. up front. I used to have that line memorized, but I cannot fucking yeah. remember it anymore for the life of me. No, it's, it was his oh last line just as they're walking in. Oh, we have a new flavor tonight. Apple pie, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah, this one's great. You like this one, Mike? Uh yeah, I do. Uh, the first time I I watched it, I didn't really get into it. Because I was so invested in uh, the Clooney Tarantino, like first like forty minutes of the movie or thirty yeah. minutes or whatever, I was so invested into that great story. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, I, I just, I, <laughs> just fucking... yeah, I was, I was like, oh man, I, I can't wait to see what happens. And I think one of my favorite parts in the beginning is how they, how Clooney and Tarantino are looking at that woman on the bed, and it just gives you like little glimpses of what tarantino did to her yeah man is that brilliant it is so good and i was getting so invested into it and all of a sudden it's like well (laughs) here's some fucking vampires and the first time i watched it i knew it was a vampire movie but i was watching i was like when the hell 
what's going on? Like, it doesn't seem like a vampire movie at all. And then it just yeah. turned into it. So the first, like, two times I watched it, I didn't really like it. But then as I started appreciating horror more, it's just, it's such a curveball. And it's uh, it's such a well-done vampire movie because it just comes out of nowhere. And you have yeah. a, a super solid cast. Harvey Keitel's awesome in it. And yeah. it's just, it's a great movie. Great practical effects. You have Selma Hayek. That's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all you need to say. At peak Selma peak. Hayek. Also. Yeah. I, can rem- I remember watching that movie years ago. And I just remember, because I don't know if you guys are familiar with League of Gentlemen. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. the characters, yeah, my, oh, what was it? Um, what's his fucking name? Papa Lazarou. And his phrase was, you're my wife now. And I was, I was just walking around and going, she's my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and this was before League of Gentlemen came out, you know, so it was like, she's my wife now. And everyone was like, Shane, get a grip. I'm like, fuck you. She's my wife now. She's mine. And you even have Tarantino, like, oh, sorry, Shane, I thought you were done. No, you're all right. Um, like, you even have Tarantino, like, um, having his like, little foot fetish. In the movie, yeah, oh yeah, when Selma Hayek, Selma Hayek of all people too, like good for him, you know yeah. what I mean? She, like sticks <laughs> her foot you know? in his mouth and pours like alcohol down, like tequila or whatever it is. And he, I was like, man, this guy must be in fucking heaven. I think that's what started. I think that's what started the foot fetish, you know, because I don't know if there was anything before this movie on that. I think Selma Hayek did it to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like cause it. I also love speaking of Tarantino. Uh, is there a better person to play creepy rapist guy no, than Tarantino? No, there isn't. <laughs> you could try, but you'll never get as good as Quentin Tarantino as the cheap, it's like perfect creepy rapist. <laughs> that, that always cracked me up because in um, uh, what was a uh, in Planet Terror, <laughs> Tarantino was billed as rapist number two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have him as an action figure. Actually, oh, I've seen that action. Yeah, figure. He's on my wall right now. Oh, oh my God. God, that's so funny. Yeah, no, this, this movie is, it, it, it's like lightning in a bottle. I don't think you could ever get something as um, as classic as this again. Like, it ends up almost turning into, like, dead alive. Well, especially you know, since yeah, Rodriguez movie. does shit movies now. <laughs> yeah. He's, I don't yeah, know, I mean, like, no the Machete those. movies, I, I, I the first Machete movie I loved, and the second one was just kind of, like, all over the place. He went to, like... <laughs> Like, didn't we already do this? Yeah, he went to like CGI instead of practical effects, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" But I, I just he you he definitely can't capture that same magic as he did. Start doing kids movies, no. and it's like, come on, man. Kids. Have you guys Spied. seen any of the sequels to From Dust Till Dawn? No, uh, I saw the second one once. <laughs> yeah, and the second one is fucking horrible. Yeah, and then because there's a third one as well. I think it, the third one's actually not not that bad. Yeah. The third one is is a little bit better than the second. See, I've one. not seen the third uh, one, but it's called Texas Blood Money, I believe. Yeah, the third one is yeah. actually a prequel. Oh right, okay. So it, it it takes place in like the old west, right? And it's it's sort of I mean not not that it explains you know everything, but it's it's sort of where the vampires were before they opened the titty twister, essentially. Right, okay. So what about the show? It's a, I've not actually watched. Oh, I've never seen. I've the not show. seen the show either, but I, I am interested. Although saying that, season one of the show is basically um, an eight-hour-long version of the film with more subplots and the story fleshed out. Really? Yeah. So it, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's basically a recreation of the original movie, but with extended scenes and you know, complete. Obviously, 
totally different um, backstory for the geckos. Oh, not totally different. I think it elaborates on the backstory, how they get to Mexico, how they end up kidnapping people and meeting the family and then getting to the titty twister. Oh, I didn't even realize that it was like a remake. Yeah, and I think there's like two seasons. I'm not 100% sure, but... Yeah, I think they're on their third season right now. Oh, really? It's season uh, three. Oh, okay. Oh, I, didn't, I wasn't aware there was a third season. Okay. The only thing the only thing I know about it is uh, I went to Universal's uh, uh, Halloween Horror Nights a few years ago, and one of the houses was like a vampire house. Right. I forget what I forget what it was titled, but as you went into one, like you're going through the house, and then you go into one section, and you you're in the titty twister, and there's two guys dressed up as uh, as the Gecko Brothers running around shooting uh, vampires. Right. As like as you're going through the thing, it was pretty fucking awesome. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect this. That's at all. awesome. So, but um, but yeah, the uh, I haven't seen the TV show. Like I said, this the movie sequels, uh, two is awful. Three is watchable. Mm-hmm. It's probably better than like that Casper Van Dien movie, but um, I actually I have to get another copy of From Dust Till Dawn because the DVD copy I have is fucking garbage. Like it, it's a it's a really really old DVD. It's like from probably around ninety nine or whatever, and it just looks like shit, man. I gotta get a better version. I think I'll probably invest in a Blu Ray at some point. Well, the version I have is two disker and. Um... You've got the film and all the special features on one disc, and on the second disc, it's the documentary of how they made the movie, and it's like a full two and a half hour movie of how they actually made it. Hmm. I think it's called Full, yeah. full Tilt Boogie. Is the name of the um, documentary. Cool. So yeah, that's uh, that movie's great. Uh, I could probably talk about that for an entire podcast, but <laughs> <Yeah>. let's <laughs> let's get on to uh, let's get on to your other your second pick there, Mike. What do you got? Uh, I picked Chronos, uh, nineteen ninety three Guillermo del Toro film. Um, it's a very different kind of vampire movie, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first time I watched it. I watched it uh, yesterday. Um, oh really? You hadn't seen it? Yeah, at you know, I attempted to watch it a. A couple of years ago, but I, I never got into it. But yesterday I was hooked on it. Um, it mm-hmm. starts off with some narration about a, I think it was a clockmaker. And he basically has this little device and it gives people pretty much immortality if you use it correctly. And um, obviously it springs up, <laughs> you know, in 1993. And um, Ron Perlman is after it because his uncle wants it. Because his uncle's dying, and uh, it goes into, you know, what the device is and how it gives people immortality. But the thing is, it it never really says that okay, you're a vampire now. It kind of just gives mm-hmm. you the symptoms of being a, a vampire. And you have this great cast like uh, Federico Lupi or Luppi. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, you have Ron Perlman because he's a Guillermo del Toro, you know, staple. Uh, of course, you know, Claudio Brook. Um, but, uh, uh, Federico Lupi, I sound so stupid saying it. I, I'm so white. Um, his <laughs> name is, uh, Jesus Grease in it. And he, he uses the device like one time and all of a sudden he starts craving blood and he uses it some more and his skin starts turning white and he can't go into the sunlight. And it's just a super well done 
way different kind of vampire movie. And I guess I don't really want to, but I guess I'll, I'll kind of say a spoiler because it was made in 93. So it's whatever. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear a spoiler, like tune out for the next like two minutes. Um, but inside the device is a bug, which is a Del Toro staple as well. And that bug is uh, taking your blood. If you use the device, it grabs uh, like it stabs you and then it takes your blood and it goes through like this bug is like a filter and it filters out your blood and gives you a different kind of blood, I'm assuming. And then it makes you immortal. But at the same time, it changes your skin and you can't go into sunlight and you have to feed off human blood as well. So I, I, that's just like a way different kind of vampire movie than I'm used to. And I think it was just super well done. Fantastic. I, I loved it. Yeah, this one's I love the different take on the yeah, vampire, it's awesome. you know, story where it's 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 not your typical vampire shit that that you see in every every single one. This one's unique, which is uh, the best thing you could say about it. And I think this was one of Del Toro's first. Yeah, movies, I, I, right? I would say so. I mean, I'm going to have to go look at that. I'm not even sure timeline was. And if you uh, um, one of the, the really good scenes of the movie is Federico. He goes into a bathroom and some guy gets hit in the face and his his mouth is like fully covered in blood. And he sees like on the bathroom floor that there's blood and he just he goes onto the bathroom floor and is licking out blood off the floor. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I thought Perlman was good in this as well, and it's it's sort of an early Ron Perlman. Like back in the, in this time period, he was playing uh, the Beast in Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Um, and um, and and this, he's like, you know, he, he looks like a young Ron Perlman, which I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool to watch. Yeah, I like this movie too. I think it, it's really unique and interesting, and it has all that the sort of like you said the Del Toro staples that you get in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see how he went from something like this to like Pan's oh, Labyrinth. Yeah. Like there's that that sort of dark, uh, almost um, fairy tale kind of aspect going to it is going on in this. There's a lot of mystery mm-hmm. that's happening. You don't really know exactly what's going on, but the pieces all come together by the end. Um, yeah, this one's fucking cool. I do have to and, warn people, though, that it is subtitled. So I know a lot of yeah. people don't like subtitles, but it's a Spanish uh subtitle but it's it's also like english like ron perlman speaks english in it they speak english as well so that's what's cool about it too it's not like strictly spanish it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah it's it's definitely worth uh worth checking out on this one i like Mm. i like this one a lot and um have you seen this one i have yeah but i only i've only seen it the once and it was a few years ago but i remember liking it and yeah, I think this. I think this is actually on the Criterion Collection. I think that my copy of Chronos is that. Oh right. Um, which which says something, you know. If you could get a horror movie in the Criterion Collection, you must be doing something. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I really that. wish that Del Toro kept up with this because I'm so sick of the Pacific Rim bullshit. I just want him to get back. Oh come on, Pacific no. Rim is fucking it's awesome. garbage. Pacific Rim job. I always it's... call it. <laughs> I always call it Pacific Rim job. I can't help it. It's it's like everybody mentions, oh, it's Pacific Rim, and I'm just sitting there going, job, you know, under my breath. And I do it every fucking time. So. <laughs> He's got giant robots punching monsters in the face. That yeah. is awesome. I, I don't care what you say. The first Pacific Rim, I, didn't, I did not like the cast. I don't like the Charlie uh, Hunnam guy at all. Oh, come on. Charlie or, Day? No, not. Oh, no, Charlie yeah. Hunnam. Oh. I, come on, Charlie Day. I think everybody <laughs> likes Charlie Day. But uh, I, I can't stand Charlie Hunnam or whatever the fuck his name. I think he's a shit yeah, actor. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I want him to get back to his dark movies. And I was excited because he's doing Pinocchio, apparently. And, yes. Oh, that sounds and interesting. He's, and it's specifically made for a darker version of it, which I am super did stoked you, for. Did you see Crimson Peak? I heard really good things. You know, I, I've always wanted to, but I, I've heard mixed things. I heard it's it's good, but it's like kind of like a soap opera, and I'm like, eh. Crimson Peak, oh. that's the one with um, Tom Hiddleston. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't write that. I watched it. I didn't write it. It wasn't it wasn't the best. Hmm. Competing. Alright. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wanna check that out eventually. Yeah, yeah I mean All also right. you've got um you've got I don't know if you've read the books, but you've got the strain trilogy that Del Toro co wrote with Chuck Hogan. Yeah, I forgot about that. I've read the f- first half of the first book. <laughs> and I Do you know what really, Do you know what Mike? Do you know what, Mike? Stick with it because the books get so much better. Oh no, I didn't like just not yeah. like it. I, no, I, okay. yeah. I, this, I I read it like three years ago, and I still remember yeah. shit from it, and that's fucking yeah. that's awesome. And I yeah, I, I never watched uh, uh, the strain. I gotta watch that still. That yeah, cool. it's, the show's okay. The show's all right. I mean, I did watch it, and I was a big advocate of that. I was a big advocate of the books when they came out because. I can remember going on to UHM and just basically saying everybody needs to read the strain. <laughs> well, but what out for me, what I remember is how I don't remember names at all, but the vampire comes on a plane and on the plane yeah. people go onto it and there's nobody on it, just a casket or like a, just a coffin and there's like just dirt all over the place. It's just, that, oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just how they did it, how the vampire gets over here because I mean all the story itself is just elaborated on in the books and the books are so fucking fantastic i loved them but um Hmm. when it comes to the tv show it's okay it's just nowhere near as good as the books and you can tell at the time when the strain was being realized you could tell where all the money was going because it didn't have a lot of money thrown at it Mm -hmm. so um it was kind of like you know does it go with the strain does it go with the walking dead does it go with this show or that show and all of that kind of stuff? But I mean, the budget they had for it, um, the vampires in the show are, if you can remember the Reavers, no, yeah, the Reavers from, no, Reapers from Blade 2. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the vampires are like in the strain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty fucking cool and how it, how it goes. About it. I mean, the, the first season is a bit long and drawn out, like the book, because obviously it's the introduction, it's introducing the characters and stuff. Um, but season two and season three, and now season four, um, which, by the way, is the final season because it got cancelled after season, was it? They were informed, I think, they were about two weeks into filming and they were informed that they got uh, the show got cancelled. So they had to completely rewrite all of season four to incorporate all the stuff for season five. But um, it's a really, really good book. If you, you know, just stick with them, man. Pick them up again, Mike. Reread them because they are. Yeah, I own them. I just got to reread them. Yeah. Sorry. Sweet. Yeah, sorry. I went off on a bit of a tangent there. Um, (laughs) Well, that's okay, Shane. It was vampire related. I think we can allow it. Yeah. It's all right. We'll hold we'll hold the lashings off for next time. <laughs> hey, I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so the last movie that I got on here um, was one that both you guys had seen, and I hadn't seen it before, right. um, but I've been meaning to watch it for a while. It's uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is uh, 2014. It's an Iranian vampire movie, which is very interesting because I've never seen an Iranian movie at all. So uh, I was kind of kind of going into it, you know, not knowing what to really expect other than I heard that this movie's awesome. Mm. Um, and it is awesome. It's directed by uh, Anna Lily. Amapur, I think that's how you say it, and um, it's her debut film, and she it's this like absolutely gorgeous black and white, highly artistic uh, sort of love story, and it is fucking done extremely well. I was very impressed with this movie, um, and I, I didn't realize, I, you know, I didn't even notice that it was going to be black and white until the movie started. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> And, um, you know, anytime you see a good black and white movie, um, the, the shadows are always like the biggest part of the movie. Like it has to look, you know, you have to use the darkness as much as you use the light. And this movie is fucking one of the best black and white movies I've seen in a long time. Um, she did an excellent job in this and I was like blown away. It, and a lot of the stuff in this is very, um, I guess you could. At least, is watching the Jets again. Uh, right. I thought I had. I thought I had a, a low key fuck in the background. Yep. <laughs> but uh, the movie's very, very sort of art house, very artistic. Um, if you don't like, um, you know, artsy movies, then this one might not be up your alley. Uh, there's, there's not like blood and gore or anything like that. It's all sort of just meant to tell a story. And, um, yeah, it's pretty dark, too. There's a lot of, like, uh, dark undertones going on, drug use, and, like, uh, the father is, like, losing his mind, and the, uh, the, the, the vampire girl that goes around at night and essentially just picks off deviants, um, that she's just sort of, you know, kills a pimp early in the movie, and then there's the, um, there's a couple, uh, druggies and hobos that she take that she takes out, yeah. uh, just to sort of keep herself alive, um, but it's really good. I like this one a lot. Uh, what do you think of it, Shane? I loved it. I love this movie because the first time I saw it, um, it was on Film Four, a uh, channel we have in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. It was on there, and I thought, okay, I've, I've read up about an Iranian, you know, Iranian fucking vampire movie. I thought, okay, this could be interesting, and I remember turning it on one night and. From the minute it started, I was absolutely hooked because it was like it's a beautiful movie to watch. It, I mean, yeah, you know, aside from all of the special effects and stuff, well, there are no special effects really. You know, it was just yeah, there's just, yeah. just some camera tricks, yeah. I guess you'd call them. But it's like I remember watching this, and I was just sitting there, and like every five minutes, I was like, wow, you know, it was like amazing, it looked amazing, and I've got to say, my favorite character in the whole film was the cat. Yes, the cat. The cat. You've got a note of that. Yeah, the cat was just fucking awesome. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. Elisa just sounds so sounded so British then. <laughs> she did. Why? Just because she's swearing? Well, no, it was the way it sounded. She sounded like a typical British woman fucking swearing at people. <laughs> I guess that's that, that's something that's uh, universal around the world. Mm. Yeah, but the way she signed it, that was <laughs> yeah. The um, 
the uh, the cat in this that you mentioned, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like it's the biggest, fattest cat you've ever seen in the in the yeah. movie. And um, apparently, she was the cat wasn't like part of the movie. Like it was just going to be in a scene or two. But like, I guess the director was working with this cat, and she's like, "This cat is so fucking awesome. I'm going to make it like a major plot point." <laughs> yeah. She fucking wrote it into the movie because she liked the cat so much. And the cool thing is, and the like, cat gets its own credit in the film. Yes, it's great. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't. He is maybe the best animal actor I have ever yeah. seen in a movie. Let's not go like, that far. I don't know, oh. man. If you could think of a better animal actor, you the let dog me know. from Thing. No, no, the dog from Thing. It's a dog. It's running. Well, you read up on that dog. How it didn't look at the camera one time. It, it was actual, like an actual acting dog. Please, have you seen this cat? I don't remember the cat. Oh my god! But at I, the end of the movie. When the characters, there's two. The two characters are sitting in the car, and the camera's just straight on at the car, and they're everybody's sort of just looking off, and the cat is just dead on staring into your soul, the viewer, <laughs> yeah, just fucking right at you. It's so good. Yeah. Cat is <laughs> I challenge your, I challenge your thing acting. <laughs> I have two cat. cats. That cat wasn't acting for shit. It was just beat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was extremely fat though. I'll give it that. I have an extremely fat cat, and yeah, she's just gave, a bitch. It, it gave Moo a run for its money. Yes, he does. Moo. This could be like Moo's little brother. I think Moo is a little bit fatter, but that's not saying much. This cat's up there. Yeah, Musaka, Masuka the cat. That's what Masuka it is. The cat. <laughs> Yeah, Masuka the cat is listed as playing the cat yep. and in, in subtitles as Masuka. And if you look at her, the cat's IMDb, it says Masuka <laughs> the cat is an actor known for a girl, a girl who walks home at yeah. night. <laughs> That's just awesome. But also, not only that, the soundtrack was interesting as well. because Yeah, the soundtrack yeah. was good too. It had a, a mix of both like, you know, um, sort of uh, English and American rock bands. Yeah. And I, I guess Iranian music. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I mean, there's because there's one particular track um, called "Death" by White Lies, which is played when um, the boy and the vampire chick are in the room together, and you get like the full track, mm -hmm. and it's their soundtrack to yeah. what they're describing, what they're talking about, and stuff. And that was really effective, and that surprised me actually, because I mean, I've actually got that album by White Lies, and it's a really good album. But that track in particular really struck me as um, quite ironic for the for the films for the scene itself. Yeah, it, it, the the vampire is kind of it's sort of an interesting character in this too, in that she seems to behave more like a uh, you know a teenage girl than anything else. Mm. Um, like when she she skateboards around uh, the town the entire time, and I thought that was really. It's sort of an interesting play on, like, if you see, you know, all these vampire movies and the vampire sort of floats around instead of walking. Yeah. It was like that, but she's just riding a skateboard. Yeah, but it's how she <laughs> it's how she procures the skateboard, which cracks me up. It is when she, um, when she threatens that little kid. Mm. She threatens the little kid in the alleyway and says, I will, I'll be watching you for the rest of your life. You know, and it's like, if you don't behave, I will hunt you down and kill you. And he's like, poor little kid is like practically fucking pissing himself, drops a skateboard and legs it. 
And then yeah. she's like, oh, cool, transport. Oh, <laughs> skateboard. Yeah. sweet. Yeah. Do some sweet tricks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I... I liked it. I liked. I liked this movie a lot. I, it really impressed me. And uh, she, her, um, she's got another movie now that I've actually heard really good things, and I absolutely have to watch. Is the um, um, the Bad Batch, which is supposed to be really good too. Oh, okay. So now I definitely want to check that out. Oh, I didn't know she did that one. I so, heard that was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cannibal movie. I think. Oh, Jim oh, Carrey's in it. Oh. Okay. Well, now I'm in. Jim Carrey? Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey. What the fuck? Are you looking at... Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that can't be true. And I click on it, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Jason Momoa? He, what? Holy shit. Oh man. Yes. Now I definitely yeah. have to watch this movie. Came out last year, I guess. But just uh, this year for US. Yeah. Right, see, I've got a girl who walks home alone at night on, on Blu-ray because I bought it fairly recently. Um, because it was like I liked the film that much, I just couldn't find it cheap enough. But when I saw it, it was part mm-hmm. of the uh, five for thirty quid in H and V. I was like, mine. Thank you very much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked I picked mine up off of Amazon a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I think I actually got it when we were doing our first vampire show because we were talking about uh, doing this movie, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. And I just fucking never got back. To I, it. I watched it when it first came out. It was on Netflix for a while, and I yeah. caught it on there. Yeah, I recommend it. Anybody that likes, you know, cinematography at all or is at all interested in a foreign movie, um, obviously it's subtitles. Uh, I don't think there's any English in it other than, other than like Shane said, the uh, some of the music that they play. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, I'd check it out. It so, is beautiful. Yeah, it is a, girl, be- a Girl Walks Home at Night. It is a beautiful film to watch. It really is. Yes, it is. So that's just about it, guys. Any other yeah. uh, comments you want to make? No, nothing. No, that I can think of. Nope. So we'll have to we'll have to figure a uh, another vampire episode sometime because um, there's a billion vampire movies we could get to oh. and haven't really touched on. Give it a give it another six months. We'll come up with something. Yeah, six months. And I'm sure uh, <laughs> we'll Shane will pick Thirty Days a Night and again. <laughs> hey man, I could talk the fucking I can talk that talk about that movie for fucking ages. Well, it is, that is a beautiful movie. Too. It, see, for me, I mean, it's obviously because I've got the prequel, I've, I've read the comics, and you know, I've even got the sequel as well. Um, but for me, it's like if I'm watching Thirty Days of Night, I have to watch the prequel first before I watch Thirty Days of Night. So, oh, I've never watched the prequel. Uh, it, well, it's called Blood Trails, and yeah. it's like um, it is webisodes. Um, that were put on the internet onto the actual website before the film came out and it's set in New Orleans and it's cool because it ties in with the actual comic because the comic is set in Barrow, Alaska and New Orleans Mm -hmm. so you've got basically they've taken all the New Orleans stuff from the comics and made that into the webisodes so you have that as the prequel then you've got the film oh okay that's cool Yeah, Yeah, Steve Niles did a comic yes Steve Niles did it yeah um and that guy's a fucking legend as well. Sure. Yeah, because that's why he br- that's why he brought me on for his movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's remains. Yeah, Steve uh, Niles remains. Have you actually spoken to Steve Niles? Because I know. I, no, I have. I have. <laughs> oh, you have yeah, via Twitter. 
Um, we've had many conversations about punk rock music and all that because he's an old school punk. Yeah. Cool. Oh, you know what I did want to bring up? I was supposed to talk about it earlier. I completely fucking forgot because we haven't done this in like two or three weeks. I saw the new Hatchet movie, Victor Crowley. Right. And uh, it was pretty disappointing. That figures. I'm not surprised. Three yeah. was bad. Yeah. Well, so I watched I watched two and three to sort of you know prep myself for like, okay, where do we leave off on this thing? And three was not directed no. by Adam mm-hmm. Green. Um, he had, I think a special effects guy directed three. So I'm like, well, whatever, you know, if that was a little downstep, you know, this is Adam Green's back in the helm. He's right. He's written and directing this. It's going to be pretty good. And it, it was one of the funniest fucking horror movies I've seen in a long, long time. It's, it's up there, man. It is hysterical. I was like pissing myself with, with laughter, but the fucking gore was terrible. And it's a hatchet movie. What do you mean it was terrible? Like, like. There was oh, you left it, one good you left it, excuse me, guys. I gotta go for piss. Okay. There was one good kill. What? In like, a hatchet movie? Yes. In a hatchet movie, dude. Like that's what this is for. It's for fucking gore. But I mean and and it was really, really, really cheap. Like two sets cheap. Like and one of them is the worst airplane of all time <laughs> that you've ever seen in a set. Like, it looks like if you ever watch, like, an old Married with Children or something, mm-hmm. and if they all went on an airplane, this is what it looks like. It looks like something they slap together. They don't have, there's no decorations in it. It's just a big tube. Jesus. Oh, man, it's fucking. Wow. I'm I was, so shocked. Because I, vi- I heard you, uh, I saw you, like, your little, like, kind of mini review. I didn't read your review on the, the forum, but. Our, yeah. I, I didn't think it would be that bad. I mean, the more it's one of those ones that the more I thought about, it, the more I was just disappointed. I'm like, oh god, how could that have happened? That's insane. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think that's why they're doing this weird. He's doing like a, a a tour, like he's showing the movie and doing a little spiel before it. Adam Green didn't show up to the one I was uh. at because uh, he was at, he was um they weren't even this wasn't even actually going to be a, a planned stop on the tour. Um, they this the guy that runs the um. Connecticut Cult Classics actually reached out to uh, a producer and was like, hey, do you got any interesting movies we can show? I've got, you know, uh, this Monday available. And the guy's like, oh, hey, do you want to watch that new Hatchet movie? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. So they, like, ended up just getting him a screener copy to show at this at this big showing. And Adam Green recorded a pre-recorded message the day before for, like, the Connecticut show. And he's like, oh, sorry, I couldn't make it. Hopefully all you guys have a good time, blah, blah, blah. Which was kind of cool that you know they played that before the uh, before the movie started, but yeah, big disappointment. Yeah, and they um, came to uh, Chicago too that tour. I just didn't go. I think yeah. Adam Green was there though. Yeah, yeah, he was at every one except oh, the Connecticut okay, okay. one, I think. And and Kane Hodder actually went to a bunch of them as well. Kane Hodder was at the Connecticut one as well. Oh no, no, not the Connecticut no. one, Chicago one. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's it. That's about it. If, Probably should have put, put that earlier in the show, but whatever. Now you wow. get it. <laughs> Bonus hatchet yeah. review. Yeah. <laughs> or hatchet. Victor Crowley, whatever it's called. So, all right, guys. I think we could wrap it up for today. Yeah. Solid episode done. 19, and, nine, um, an hour and 30 minutes. That's pretty good going. There you go. Yeah. That's like a new record. It is. <laughs> so you can reach us at uh, allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or anything. We actually got a couple... Uh, emails this week about our halloween episode oh really um Uh-oh. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I mentioned that, and I did not open it up, so now I'm going to go into it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Du, du, du. Yeah, we got one from uh, Brandon Hay, uh, who wrote us in, and he says that he lives in the location that Smith's Grove is based. It's in Kentucky. He said John Carpenter grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and there's a small town north named Smith's Grove. Um, it says it's in Warren County, and that's a reference as well as uh, Scottsville and Russellsville, uh, which are both in the same county. Um, and you see, so he says uh, Carpenter pr- probably has family that still lived in Bowling Green. So like all the fake towns and yeah. stuff, they're just t- they're towns that like Carpenter grew up around. So that's kind of interesting. So um, that's pretty cool. so yeah, well, thank uh, thank Brandon for writing that in. So uh, yeah, I know we got some other feedback too. Um, one of <laughs> that was the funniest one on the on the UHM uh, not on the UHM sorry on the All You Need Is Blood uh, Facebook page, which you can sign up to and and check out. Where the, it was like the kid was posting how much he hates Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. And how she's a piece of shit. <laughs> I gotta look at what the guy's name was. I cracked up reading. No, that. I very nearly bl- Kevin I, <laughs> Kevin Ferris. I very nearly deleted him. <laughs> very nearly blocked him. I, <laughs> Come on, Shane. I encourage, I encourage the type of discussion. Yeah. Oh, he's fair enough. His, um, his post was hysterical. Can I, can I read his post? Yes, I'm going to read his post. This is what he had to say in case uh, no one else read it. He goes, I'm listening to your podcast on the Halloween movies. I don't agree with a lot you said, especially concerning Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't like her as an actress. In my opinion, the only reason she had a career is her parents, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. Hollywood just assumed she'd be good, and they were so wrong. The best part of H2O was Janet Lee and the car she drove in Psycho. I watched Resurrection in theaters and cheered when they killed off Lori Strode. <laughs> I am so sick of Jamie Lee Curtis getting so much hype that she doesn't deserve. She's a third-rate actress at best. I love trading places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. They should have used any other actress there. <laughs> Oh, that cracked that me funny. up. Oh, Do you know what, he, Kevin? A A plus, Kevin. That yeah, was great. You know, he's probably going to listen to this podcast and then leave the group or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not because that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was great. So yeah, hit us up on the uh, the All You Need Is Blood Facebook page, and uh, you can leave us amazing comments and maybe we'll <laughs> talk about them on the yeah. podcast itself. Yeah, I take it we've still not had any response to the it competition. No shit. Oh, keeping those. No, po- no poster response. Well, your fucking loss. That's what I'm going to say <laughs> on that one. I now have five it posters that I can put on my wall. Yeah, <laughs> five there different frames. And... Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So yeah, well, what else we got, Shay? Um, the uh, uh, we get our Twitters. Oh, uh, yeah. at Ryan Tudelo. Yeah. Shane, yours is at Dead Cell Society. Yeah. And Mike. Yes, um, I don't have Twitter, yes. but um, <laughs> the I, my IMDb links are in the SoundCloud thing page, and uh, I use uh, Instagrams, and uh, my my username is my last name spelled with a zero. It's Whittemore. Because he's different. Because I'm elite. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to eat the Skittle I found on the floor. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? It's, it's a Skittle. It's you an orange one, though. 
Yes. Um, All right, so what the I don't eat Skittles, so I wouldn't know what the flavor would be. It's orange. That's it, the flavor. It would be orange. Oh, it is orange. You think? Well, I don't know. They sometimes fucking tricky. There's all these little insecurities about the sweet confectioners world. You can get one color and it could be a different flavor. You know, it could be very That's misleading. True. They, Skittles now green is apple, right? Yes. It used to be, it used to be lime. Ew. What? Yeah. The green used to be lime. Like back when I was a kid. Now it's apple. See, it's all trade. Right. You go to trading standards. Yeah. <laughs> and you complain about this because it's all fucking misleading. They lead you into a false sense of security <laughs> and then they give you all these different flavors and they should be something different. Damn it. Sorry. I just fucking lose my oh shit. Oh my out. God. <laughs> Shane, is there any, is there any other candy arguments you'd like to get into? Yeah. <laughs> Cadbury's bars. Just... They've gotten fucking smaller. <laughs> Those uh, Easter eggs got smaller. Yeah, the Cadbury yeah. Eggs? Someone was on Conan O'Brien or something, and he showed a Cadbury egg from like five years oh. ago. Oh my god, Mike! Uh, sorry, Mike. It's just Ryan. We need to get Elisa on the podcast. Just link her up to her mic. Just link, get her mic linked up to her, so we can just listen to her fucking swearing, Ryan. Because that is just awesome. I don't. Shane, we don't need another mic. Yeah. <laughs> she's downstairs. Yeah, she's you just have to, well, you know what you have to do? You have to move your equipment downstairs to the front room. So then. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right. Well, I'm going to let you guys go so I can uh, go downstairs and uh, and not talk to my girlfriend for a while <laughs> until she cools down. <laughs> oh, my God. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, that concludes this episode, and um, I guess we'll see you guys next time, um, and uh, we'll we'll figure something good out to have. So, uh, bye for now. Oh my god. That is the best. That is the best. (laughs) I'd be the same, but.